Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Somebody cue up Tony, Tony, Tony. It's our anniversary week. IlliniGuys.com, one year old. Congrats to everyone. Woo! Well done. Yeah. But uh, the show don't stop. We don't take pictures. We don't stop and eat cake. We got it. We got a show to do. Larry Smith, Mike, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Where are the Illini guys? This is the Sports Spectacular. Uh, just put us in your hot chocolate wherever you are this weekend and let's stay warm together. Hey, guys, I'm looking at the rundown here. This is a pretty sweet show. Yeah, we got Doug Altenberger, former Illinois guard and Illini yeah. legend. He'll join us a bit later this hour. And we're going to talk about Sturdy's Fly on the Wall series. Yeah, I got to uh, the Illini basketball team allowed me to hang out with them for a couple of days. And what I saw was really amazing and really enlightening. I wrote it about it on IlliniGuys.com, but I'll give you the Cliff Notes version a bit later in the show. Yeah, it was such a great four-part series. I read every written word, and I know that I, for one, will be hanging on every spoken word uh, here later on in the show when um, – when you talk about that, what a great experience and how, how lucky we are that you will share that with us. Uh, all access with Brad Sturdy. It was really, really cool. Can't wait for that. Demonte Williams also will stop by, as will Adelia McKenzie of the Illini women's team. She makes her Illini guys debut. Illinois basketball coming into Friday night on a roll. 5-0 and in Big Ten play ahead of their game with Michigan. Let's talk about that scare Tuesday night, guys. Um, that wasn't pretty at Nebraska, but uh, but a win is a win. Yeah, and when you're on the road in the Big Ten, you're going to have days when you're not sharp. And in this day, you know, Kofi, although, you know, it's all relative because Kofi finishes with 16 and 13, and we're like, boy, a rough game. But right. um, so Kofi's not great. Alfonso Plummer doesn't shoot it real well. And so Trent Frazier steps up. Omar Payne steps up. Coleman Hawkins steps up. You, you find a way to win, and that's what you do on the road in the Big Ten. And I'm going to tell you, that's also a sign that, you know, when you get those guys off the bench stepping up, that's a sign of a good team. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, it's got to be great for the confidence to have Coleman Hawkins go out there and use his energy and get rebounds. You had Omar Payne finally uh, living up to the billing. It was exciting to see. And I think if those guys figure out that I'm they're going to play a little less minutes and they can leave it all on the floor, they're going to make quite an impact on teams and, and have a big impact on games. And maybe this is just the start of something big for those two. And I think Brad was the one I saw this on the IlliniGuys.com message boards. That was really interesting. Brad, you were saying uh, that you, you had an Illinois team that rallied to win late, clamped them down on defense, made clutch shots with the top two scorers, Kofi Coburn and Alfonso Plummer on the bench. Were you, were you the one that put it on the boards this week and made that observation? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about that final four minutes, you have, you don't have your top two scores on the floor and you just kind of, you pull away, you know, everybody's panicking because they're on the bench and there you are. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. 16 to six run after Kofi went out. Um, if you had asked me that, is that going to happen? Uh, I would not have said yes. So it was really, <laughs> it was really neat to see. And I thought coach Underwood, you know, kind of showed some flexibility there. Cause I think there's a lot of coaches who once, once the team kind of got on that mini role, would have felt an obligation to bring Kofi in and maybe messed up that chemistry. And, and I got to give Underwood credit, you know, he, he said, Hey, we're going to let you rest here and uh, went with what was hot and it made him look like a genius. 
Yeah, and we'll talk with DeMonte here later on this uh, here in this half hour. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour to talk a bit more about uh, about that game. But how about Omar Payne? And, and Brad, again, you mentioned this in your analysis. Uh, Ten minutes, season high, eight points, I think five rebounds, four block shots. I mean, you talk about production. I mean, this was this was what this was the Omar Payne that we were waiting on and we've been hearing about in practice. And he came through and, and was huge on both ends of the court in those limited minutes. Yeah, Omar keeps progressing. When I was a fly on the wall there, I got to talk to Brad about him, and he said he's getting there. I mean, he is really close to kind of – you're going to see him at the end of the year kind of have some moments when he looks really good. And um, one thing about Omar Payne is is you saw this, his catch on the ball screen when he throws it down. You see him catching catching and finishing. That's where he's really good is he's – a you know, and I think um, – I think Underwood called him an elite lob catcher. And so that that's uh, kind of a unique uh, phrasing. But the one thing about Omar Payne is he has been really hurt. Their plan was to have him in there with Andre Curbelo, who is fantastic in ball screens. Now you have a guy who's great at rim running, and they're a great match. Well, you know, Curbelo hasn't played much. So it doesn't – he hasn't played since November. So this is a weird dynamic – for him, for Payton, he's had to adjust. He's had to change the way he plays a little bit and figure out the system a little better, and and he's making strides. Yeah, and it, it's also got to be kind of weird for the other team on the timing of uh, the defense because Payne's a quicker jumper than Kofi is, and so you've got Kofi who kind of gathers himself. Obviously, he's got good good uh, good hops. There's no problem there, but Payne's a quicker jumper, and and it's just from a timing standpoint – you know, once you kind of got Kofi timed up, you think, oh, I got I got enough time to get this shot off. And then out comes this human pogo stick. And not only is he blocking shots, but he's knocking it out on people who are already out of bounds. It's kind of it's like you're playing volleyball or something. So it, it, it is a lot of fun to watch that. And you could you could see the Nebraska team trying to trying to figure out how to deal with the different centers out there. One more quick thought on Omar Payne. Um, Brad, you mentioned you were the you know fly in the wall, the two days and better. We'll talk more about that later. But um, with Omar Payne, it seems, too, that his confidence, those that early block shot and the early basket when he came in later, I mean, has that been an issue? I mean, I mean, look, we've all played played games. We've all been involved in sports and various levels. You know, when you do well, your confidence skyrockets. And it seems like the things that happened earlier in the game set up the success he had at the end of the game. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I think confidence is such a huge part of college athletics and people people maybe don't appreciate that how how important that is. And I think also you get a guy, you know, you look at I'll give you an example. Trent Frazier didn't start off the game well the other night against Nebraska, but he finished it like a, you know, he didn't he kept he had confidence that he was going to bounce back. When you're a guy who comes in for like two two minutes stint here, two minutes stint there, you have a bad two minute stint it can really affect you and lead on. You have a good one, now it leads on to the other thing. So that's I think that's that's that um, veteran leadership like from Frazier. I think Omar Payne's now, you know, he's getting more comfortable and he's going to have that confidence and he'll play better down the stretch. It's a great point. Yeah, Nebraska taught everybody in the Big Ten, don't hit Frazier in the face because that tends to wake <laughs> him up and turn the whole thing around. So just let, let the sleeping dog lie. 
Yeah, a lot of Illini players that you should leave alone because they're going to come back and get you. We'll talk more about them, more about Illini hoops a little bit later on in the show. Busy week in football, too. A new guy calling the shots on offense and a new schedule for 2022 as well. We'll tell you what happened and we'll break it down for you. That's coming up next on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimates. Once again, 224-880-6000. HX Home Solutions. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF on-call urgent care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF on-call urgent care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. It's not too early to think about March Madness. We are and already making plans for our second annual bracket challenge over on IlliniGuys.com. Last year, we gave away $1,000 to the best NCAA tournament brackets. Now, this is open only to members of IlliniGuys.com. So get over there, sign up, and get ready to get some cash. Don't wait till the last minute and get left out. Don't say we didn't warn you. IlliniGuys.com. It's a sports spectacular in this segment presented by Busey Bank. Uh, newsmaker time and plenty of news within the Illini football program. Matt Stevens, Illini Guys football writer and analyst joining us now. Uh, Matt, let's start with the biggest news of the week. You called it on last week's show, Barry Lunny Jr. leaving Texas San Antonio to become Illinois' new offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think it's a, 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 you know, a combination and a reuniting of, of Brett Bielema and, and Barry from, from their time in Arkansas. Barry was one of his first hires at, at the Razorbacks program when, when Brett came over from Wisconsin and because Brett needed a, a Arkansas contact and a guy that could recruit and a guy that was going to be able to put him in good favor with Razorback fans. And, and, and Barry does that. I mean, there's, there is not many people loved more than Barry Lunny jr. And if that is the truth, then it's probably his dad, Barry Lunny senior, who uh, is a uh, hall of fame coach at the high school level in, in Arkansas at two different schools. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really, really good mix. I, I said it on the podcast with, with Kegley about a week ago, guys, that I, if I had, if I had been employed with Illini guys last year, when Brett Bielema was hired or when Brett Bielema was hired and he was going through the process of putting the staff together, I would have put Barry Lenny Jr. on a hot board as an offensive coordinator then. And I thought that that made a lot of sense then. I think it makes even more sense now because I think on the offensive side of the ball, Brett Bielema has realized I need somebody who's I'm comfortable with on that side to just let them do their job. And there isn't a lot of many people in this business he feels more comfortable with than Barry Lenny Barry Lenny Jr. Matt, of course, uh, Brett gets his new uh, offense coordinator. He's got a shiny new guy there. But uh, what is Tempro? Tempro. <laughs> that seems to be the catchword for today. It's the uh, Arkansas vocabulary for running tempo and running a pro-style offense, which means 
primarily your quarterback's going to be still be under center and they're going to run with what you saw formationally a lot last year, which is 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, two, two wide receivers. You're going to see a lot of that, but you're not going to see as many. I think that if Barry, Barry had his druthers about this, less huddling. I think if they can get to the line of scrimmage and start running plays, it, it reminds me of what Gus Malzahn did at, in, at Arkansas in, in his high school days and then as an offensive coordinator with the Razorbacks and then at Auburn. If that play is working, then let's just wind the finger and run it again, kind of kind of a deal. But I do think that they're going to have a lot of principles with what Brett Bielema wants to do, which is power football, running the football in between the tackles, doing the physicality stuff on the offensive line. But you can mix that together. Guys, in our, at Arkansas in 2015 and 2016, Barry and Brett were together and they were they ran an offense and were together with an offense that ranked third in the Southeastern Conference in passing at over 260 yards per game, along with doing what Brett wanted to do under center, which is run the football in between the tackles. So it can work. And I think that Brett realizes that the execution can work with a guy that he feels comfortable with. Well, and there's a lot of unfounded rumors out there that uh, Penn State went to the Big Ten said we have to get Illinois off of our schedule and uh, now we're now it's a game against Indiana what happened with that whole schedule change and what do you think of it so when they did the pandemic championship weekend in 2020 that nobody really cared about except for the two teams that were playing in Indianapolis yep it was going to force a lot of weird scheduling that when they made the schedule in 2018 throughout through 2025 wasn't really going to work um, to their credit in the, in the uh, Rosemont offices of the Big Ten, like they decided that Illinois making three straight trips to Happy Valley was probably not a good idea and probably didn't make a whole lot of sense. And that's why you're seeing Illinois now having swapped that road game at Penn State with a road game at Indiana, which means the Illini will make its first trip to Bloomington since 2013. So um, I think there was a lot of things that they had to do for this new schedule in 2022 that just made more sense. And I think this was one of them. Yeah, well, I guess I'll stop uh, spreading those unfounded rumors then because it <laughs> seems like it's wrong. I don't think after yet yeah, they lost six of their last eight. I don't think uh, James Franklin and the Nittany Lions are really interested in playing anybody at this point. So <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. like they feel like they're favored against a whole lot of people. Yeah, let alone a defense that completely shuts you down and really came of age at your place in front of 100,000 people. No question. You know, how does that even happen in the first place? When I, you know, when this first came out and, of course, read your stuff on IlliniGuys.com this week, I hadn't looked that far ahead because that's what you do. And I'll do that come, you know, June, but, but why would you play a team from the other division three straight years? I mean, that just makes no sense. Because the championship weekend games weren't predetermined. Illinois would finished fifth in the West and so did Penn state. And that 2020 game where Rod Smith was the head coach and Brett Bielema was on the sideline of the day. So that game wasn't predetermined. The 2021 game was already predetermined and the 2022 game was predetermined. Um, they just did, they looked at it and went, wait a minute, like that would be three straight years for, a, for a lot of things, like for other, other schools in there, they were going, Hey, this doesn't make any sense. And Brad Bielema even said it in the middle of last year, like this will be our second for a, a third straight trip to Penn state. And I think kind of getting the message early on that I don't think they were going to make that third trip. And so I think the big 10 made a lot of, actually the big 10 did something that made a whole lot of sense on, on Wednesday, which is revives a, a schedule that wasn't going to make a lot of sense for a lot of schools. Imagine that. We're always happy, always happy when the big 10 makes a good decision. 
doesn't always happen for us. Matt, what is this? What as we head into the offseason now, what's the uh what's the football team? You know, you got the offense coordinator in place. How important is that as we go into January? And what are they going to be working on for the next uh as the, as they start get back to classes and get back on campus? Yeah, I think as guys, Brad, start to get on campus, we're now into another version of the transfer portal season, which is the after bowl transfer portal season. So I think you're going to start seeing some more activity around the country in that regard. But I think you're also going to start specifically in Champaign, you're going to start to see some winter programming. This is this is Tank Wright's, um, I think, second winter programming deal here at Illinois. And I think he's going to, you're going to start to see some of the guys that are going to uh, graduate that have graduated early from high school that have already moved into their dorms at Champaign and are going to be available as true freshmen for, for spring practice. You're going to start to see that. And I, I think that with this new offensive coordinator hire, I think you're going to start to see Brett Bielema's program start to function and try to get at least from a culture standpoint and maybe a, uh, a foundation standpoint, start to build something for what I think everybody in that building feels is a crucial 2022. And it starts with Tank Wright's winter programming drill that that leads into spring practices starting in April. Well, it's fun just to be on this side of the, uh, the conversation and that we can actually look forward to, hey, wait a minute. A winning season, a bowl game, that those things are all actual possible. Hey, uh, Matt, we'll leave it there for right now. Thanks so much, uh, Matt Stevens. We'll talk with you next week. Not a problem, guys. Have a good one. All right. You can read Matt's stuff on AlanaGuys.com right now. Appearing here on the Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank. A quick timeout and much more to come. We've got a, a great conversation coming up with uh, none other than Mr. DeMonte Williams. Mr. Versatile does it all, and he talks about it next you're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. This is Jeff Alexander, assistant basketball coach for the Fighting Illini. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Well, there are the old Illini guys, Larry, Mike, and Brad. And then there's the cool Illini guy, Demonte Williams. Demonte's Dines brought to you by HX Home Solutions. Demonte, what's good, man? Much. How you doing? Man, we're doing great. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Now, I never thought you guys were going to lose at Nebraska uh, the other night, but I did bite off a couple of fingernails around the four minute mark of the second half. So you you owe me a manicure. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about tell us about the game and um, going through. This is a team you guys uh, couldn't shake, but uh, put it together in the end. Uh, yeah, we know coming in, uh, this team, they weren't going to give up for nothing. Um, they was going to keep fighting and keep fighting. And that's where it, it tested us. And uh, we came together even more, and uh, we pulled off the victory. 
Demonte, so many guys, you know, contributed. You get big contributions from Omar Payne and Coleman Hawkins and um, coming off the bench. You know, obviously you make the big three, Jacob Grandison with the big three, and Trent Frazier. And we haven't even mentioned Kofi Coburn. So what's it say about you guys and getting that bench production, how important that is uh, moving forward? I mean, that that was big time for Coleman and uh, Omar to come in off the bench, give us great minutes. Um, even It was just their energy. And they're just will. Um, we nobody wanted to lose the game, and we all just came together even more and just started playing for each other. How uh, how were they feeling after the game after having some key contributions like that? What was what was the Coleman and Omar's mood in the locker room after that? Uh, everybody was all happy. Um, we all knew why we won that game and how we won that game, and everybody knew that they contributed, and we uh, we just kept smiles on our face. Now, something, a video I saw later, you guys do the thing in the locker room afterwards. And uh, did you guys kind of, did you prank Coach Underwood when he came in? Is that what I saw? Tell us. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we, 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 uh, was sitting in the locker room, uh, before he came in and just, uh, agree, all, we all agreed to it. And, uh, and then <laughs> we kind of shocked him a little bit. What <laughs> Whose idea was it? Uh, I think it was it was either Kofi's or Coleman's. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that was great. If if you didn't see it, definitely go go check it out on YouTube. But you know they'll they'll do the thing and they'll scream and do the chant. And he comes in and yells. Underwood does, and it's dead silence for like three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we all we all came yeah. to an agreement on that one just to see his reaction. Well, that's good. That's good. It keeps, he, it keeps coach on his toes. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so now, Mike, now we got to. My ready. question is: Did he did he get you back yet? Because it's coming. You know it's going to come, right? <laughs> yeah, we know. We all know it's coming. We just don't. We just don't know when. And I mean, it's it's all love from it. So it ain't it ain't, it ain't no hard feelings. <laughs> He's just got to make sure the cameras are tuned in at the right time. <laughs> yeah, to get it to get it all. <laughs> But tr- trust me, you can slow him down. When I was accidentally eating from the players' um, food, he didn't know what to do. So you can you can slow him up a little bit. But uh, I, I think some of that was just you know the the flu and all the things that were going on. So maybe that yeah, was- I don't, we we had to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Demonte, what does that say though about you guys? That this is a pretty tense game. Um, it's a closer game than what anybody would have liked. Uh, and yet you guys were loose enough to, to, to play that trick on him and, and have that kind of mentality. What does it say about this team and, and even really the entire program where you guys are? Um, just once we all into it, I mean, it's, it's nobody can really stop us. Um, just being together as a whole and, and not being in, in pieces um, really just is the key for, for us. Got it. You've got some exciting um, games coming up um, as you as you look forward here. You know, you're going to go one game at a time. Um, any any uh, anticipation of, of having a little bit of a homestand at uh, State Farm Center? Uh, yeah, you know, I always look look one game at a time. But, you know, it's, it's always our fans and, and everybody and whether they're at the game or not at the game, still supporting us while we're out there just playing as hard as we can for the man to the right and to the left of us and uh, just really just having fun with it. Yeah, but the fans, you think they'll be pumped up for these uh, these games? Definitely. 
They pumped up for every game, no matter who it is. Well, we're excited too. Definitely excited to see you guys um, home at the State Farm Center. You, what's it's? I will. One thing I will want to ask you, right? What's your mentality on the road? Because you guys have won like. 11 of 12 on the road. It's really insane what you've been able to do on the road in the Big Ten. Um, Like I said earlier, it's just us coming together as one. You know, it's going to be 15,000 or however many people in there rooting against us. And it's, it's just us um, that traveled on the bus with us. And it's just really just us and um, just being able to go out there and fight for each other and uh, just have fun doing it. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate the goal of it. Just seeing the smile on everybody's faces, or even when Coach Underwood's yelling, we come together, smile, keep keep good vibes, and uh, just go out there and, and and play the game as hard as we can for each other. The good thing is Northwestern definitely won't have fifteen thousand people cheering against you. In, in the <laughs> I just <laughs> so just so you know. <laughs> that's right that's right we will uh, leave it there it is it is impressive uh brad brad uh, sturdy put on atlantaguys.com this week 24 and 4 that's illinois record against big 10 foes since the start of last season and uh, and we we pointed out eight and oh without a guy named iowa in uniform so it's not just the all-american when he's there you guys as a team getting it done and uh, like you said your clutch shot the all the things you do to fill a stat sheet um, the, the leadership and it's, it's, it's fun to watch. So, Hey, listen, we'll leave it there. Um, good luck again with the, this weekend's games. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Monte Williams. There he is. Monte's dimes presented by HX home solutions uh, from one Illini guard who does it all to another Illini guard who did it all. Doug Altenberger joins us up next. You're listening to the Illini guys sports spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Right back here in the Sports Spectacular. We go two hours nonstop. Glad you're still with us here. This segment presented by OSF Healthcare. And our next guest, truly one of my personal all-time favorites. He's number 22 in your program, number one in your precious orange and blue hearts, Doug Altenberger. Doug, welcome to the Sports Spectacular. Well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be uh, – I saw uh, uh, in the email the prestigious people that you've had on the past so um, and, and a lot of guys that I know and good friends. So it's nice to be on the show. Yeah, we appreciate that. We've had a lot of fun, and, and this show doesn't work unless you guys uh, take up your time to spend time with us. So certainly we appreciate it as well. Yeah, we have a lot we want to talk to you about. I want to go back a few years to start off here. What do you remember about – your recruitment back when you were in high school. I mean, to us, you've always been an Illini, of course, but was there ever a possibility of, of you going elsewhere? Um, well, I, I was recruited. I, I liked the Big Ten. Uh, and my sophomore year, uh, we, it, I went to Peoria Richwoods High School, the home of the Knights. Mark Smith and Derek Holcomb were from there. They played at Illinois. My dad had played at Illinois in the 50s, so uh, I had gone to the games. I used to go to the football games. Uh, we went to a few of the basketball games. I was always, always playing basketball, so I didn't go to that many. I, I used to laugh in the 70s. We would, uh, uh, we would go and uh, you know, we'd tailgate. My dad with Heil Stout, who played football in Illinois, uh, who moved to Peoria. He was a, a legend in Peoria. So anyway, we'd go to the games and we would, you know, we would tailgate. And then at halftime, we'd see Chief Alinawek. But back then in the 70s, we were so bad that by the third quarter, you know, my dad was back uh, tailgating with Hiles. And then by the fourth 
quarter, we were on I-74 going back. So I never saw the end of any football game in the 70s because we'd always be down like, you know, 40 to 10 or, you know, 40, 35 to nothing. So um, anyway, my point was I got when when I got uh, my sophomore year, we went downstate and we had uh, a good basketball team. And so I got exposure. You know, there was no AAU back then. There was nothing. So I got invited to go to this basketball camp. It was in Rensselaer, Indiana, which I had no idea where that was. And uh, I figured it out, you know, we went, we, my dad drove me over there, uh, dropped me off. And uh, I thought I played horrible in this camp. And uh, the next thing you know, my whole mailbox was full of letters from all these schools. So I was like, whoa, what happened here? So it was a real opportunity for, for me, you know, to play in the state tournament down in Champaign. I fell in love with U of I, but I wanted to look at other schools. So I looked at Purdue. I liked Minnesota, Iowa, and I looked at Kentucky. Uh, Bobby Knight recruited me in Indiana uh, as well. And those are sort of the schools that I settled on. Uh, there was an unknown guy from Duke who came into the house and he said, just call me coach K because no one can say my last name. Um, and so, you know, it was really fun to have all the coaches come. My mom used to make this chili and they would come and, and they'd always wanted to like try to eat the hot chili that my, my dad grew up in East St. Louis. So he loved hot food. And so, you know, anyway, it was, we still laugh about it. all the coaches would say, you know, I, I want I want to eat the same chili that my uh, that Bill's uh, eating. My dad and my mom's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. And then my grandpa, you know, would go to uh, I think it was Iowa or maybe he had to go a little farther. But back then, you could only get Coors west of the Mississippi. It didn't come east of there. So my dad always had uh, you know a, a few twelve packs of Coors. So the coaches always come in and have a couple beers and have some chili and. Uh, sit in my living room and, and talk about, you know, all the things they were going to, you know, uh, how I was going to help the team and all that stuff. So it was always good. We, my dad and I, who's still, who's alive and my mom as well, who live in Peoria, we still laugh about those stories. So what, what, uh, what was the deciding factor? So you had, you know, you've got quite a few coaching legends who you got to talk to, uh, about your recruitment. What, what made you decide that, uh, University of Illinois and Coach Henson was uh, where you wanted to play? Well, I was, uh, you know, a lot of times the assistant coaches do a lot of the recruiting. Yep. Uh, you know, um, Dion, you know, we talked to, with Jimmy Collins who recruited him. So you have a real good relationship. And I had a great relationship with uh, Dick Nagy, who just passed away uh, not that long ago. But uh, I like Dick. He was a straight shooter. That's just sort of the way I am, you know if I've got something wrong or I need to improve, I just get to the, you know, the punchline. So he was great. I like coach Henson. Um, they signed Bruce Douglas and Ephraim winners. They were, I mean, think about it back then. They were two parade, all American, McDonald all Americans. Uh, it was the number one recruiting class. I knew Bruce, I knew Ephraim. Um, and I was like, Hey, listen, this could be pretty special. So my dad played there, checked all the boxes uh, I liked Purdue a lot. So it came that basically down to Iowa, uh, Purdue, and um, uh, and Illinois. So Tony Yates finally, um, I waited till a little bit later, uh, a few months before, uh, after Bruce and Ephraim. But Tony Yates brought me in and he, he said, said, Doug, you know, we really need, um, you know, you're going to play here. You know, you're the perfect player for uh, our system and, and, and not that coach Henson didn't do it, but Tony really was able to, 
to, to, to tell me, Doug, we, you're the miss, you know, we think you could be really uh, fit in well with Bruce and Ephraim. And, and, and then uh, a week later, I said, dad, let's, um, you know, I want to go to Illinois. So we drove down to Champaign, went to coach Henson's house. And, uh, you know, I told coach that I wanted to play for, for him. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. It was a, it was a, a great choice. And, uh, you know, I, I, to this day, you know, a day doesn't go by or a few days doesn't go by. And, you know, someone will talk about the good old days in the eighties. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, and I met my wife there. Uh, my mom went to school there and my brother worked at the university of Illinois for 25 years. So, uh, this, the school has been a big part of our, of the Altenberger family. So there was no question that Illinois was going to be your home. So that's good to know. This segment presented by OSF Healthcare. We're talking with Illini legend Doug Altenberger. More with Doug and the guys after this on The Sports Spectacular. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com there's nothing more fun than going boating with friends we were all out having a good time when all of a sudden my best friend's hat flew off and without thinking he jumped in the water to retrieve it when we turned the boat around he seemed to be struggling to keep his head above the water we all started yelling pull the cord pull the cord I pulled the cord and my life was saved. I was wearing a belt-type inflatable life jacket, the wisest decision I ever made. Life jackets worn, nobody mourns. Learn more at pleasewearit.com. It's the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Let's continue our conversation now with former Illini star, Doug Altenberger. Um, the question I have for you, Doug, is I was five, six years old when you were at Illinois, and you were the first person that I ever saw that could shoot from the outside. And I figure that if the three-point line had been around maybe your freshman year, you probably would be the all-time leader in three points, no doubt, right? Well, we, we didn't shoot it as much back right. then. Um, but, you know, uh, I did shoot a lot of shots behind the three-point line. Um, I, I remember when we played in the East Regional against Georgia Tech, they had an NBA three-point line, and we were down a bunch of points. And so I made a few few long shots, and I just kept shooting it. And I, I, I remember going back and looking at the tape, uh, and I thought, well, geez, you know, I'm, I'm even behind the three-point line in the NBA. So the college one was pretty short. It was, you know, pretty close. So I, I loved, you know, my job, you know, was to throw it into the post, 
back then we had like more of a two-man game where you threw it inside, they kicked it back out. You know, right now they do a lot of high ball screens and all that's a different game. But, you know, I had Ephraim Winters on the block. I had George Montgomery, you know, Ken Norman. So, you know, that was sort of our offense. You know, we would run some back screens and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it was – I you know, I shot a lot of three. Now, Coach Henson used to always say, now, Doug, my senior year they had it. And um, I shot well over 50% uh, most of the year. And uh, he said, now, we'll let you shoot those. But, you know, uh, if you miss a few, uh, we don't want you taking any more shots. So it wasn't until Rick Pertino – with Providence and Billy Donovan and Delray Brooks, those guys really made it uh, a weapon and, uh, and, and showed the rest of the coaches that, you know, if, and today, you know, it's, I look at stats all the time. If you make, if you can defend the three point line and make a few more than the other teams, it, it, you know, it overcomes a lot of deficiencies on the, on the, uh, uh, you know, on the spreadsheet there. So it, it definitely, uh, it's a, it's a great weapon for college basketball. And I, I wish I could come out of retirement because now in the NBA, that's all they do is shoot threes. Make a lot of money. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. My agent, who is a good friend of mine, we, we always have uh lunch, like maybe once every six or months, six months or a year. And he's like, uh, Augie, he's, that was my nickname. And, uh, in college, he's like, you were about seven, eight years too early. He goes, now everybody's shooting the three. I said, so, but anyway, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I, I used to tell kids when um, they wanted me you know, to talk and stuff, I said, you know, I shot a thousand jump shots in the morning before school. And I thought shot a thousand jump shots uh, after school, even after practice. So, you know, the old saying, uh, practice makes per- practice makes perfect. So I was always trying to figure you know, trying to be a great shooter. And I, I worked really hard on it. Yeah, analytics have totally changed the game. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel for you there, too, because I graduated from high school in 1987. So they brought the oh, three-pointer okay. in 87, 88, right after I was gone. So I can appreciate that. Much better to – we got three for two, right? But <laughs> I, I want to – I got to ask you a question about, um, you know, a lot of Illini fans today, they're kind of have some animosity towards Kentucky – but you have to have more animosity towards Kentucky than, than anybody, right? I mean, going back to that, what was that like, uh, that game and the, the Elite Eight game? Well, we, we, had, we had won the Big Ten. Um, we had played um, – I forget who we played in the first round. I want to say it was Villanova. But then we played uh, Maryland, and Maryland was loaded. They had Len Bias. And we got up on a big lead on them, and then we were able to hold on at the end. And I think we won by two or three. But Maryland had like five or six guys in the NBA. Kentucky was completely loaded. We had played them earlier in the year. Um, that was the famous game where we didn't we didn't have enough we uh, we didn't have any officials, so they pulled three guys from the stands. And and uh, you know uh, Joe B. Hall said it was the best officiated college basketball game he's ever been involved in. So we ended up. Um, you know, we, we had a comp- we, we, we lost to them in the last second shot. So we felt that we could hang with them and we could compete. What we didn't really know is, you know, we would be playing at Rupp Arena and playing against them. So it was sort of cool because, you know, there's 20,000 uh, fans. There was the biggest uh, arena in, Cal- in basketball. So, you know, we had this orange uh, and blue streak of about 2,000 fans right up uh in one section there so we played great and uh you know we um we got it down to you know uh a one point lead there when we were we thought we were you know we were in a bail and we knew it was going to be a close game and so when hank nichols uh you know 
he he just made a bad call and you know he, he, the guy traveled or whatever it was a jump ball and he decided to call a foul on Bruce so but we always thought we'd come back the next year we thought we had everybody coming back and we would would be able to make another run at it and it just didn't materialize our junior year we still had a good year but you know we didn't win the Big Ten and we didn't get to the Final Four and that was really our goal that team was pretty special uh, I always felt like that team really put Lou on the map. He had great recruiting. We had finally won the Big Ten. And then shortly after that, you know, uh, you know, the flying Illini came. But then um, I, I just go brain dead here. The young man that that was uh, was shot in Chicago, Ben Wilson. Ben Wilson. Yeah. Uh, ben was going to come and play. Uh, and uh, I'll never forget, you know, when I heard the news, we were together as a team. And Jimmy Collins was recruiting him. And so we, we, we really had it going with that class. And it, we had a lot of momentum and I, I can only imagine what happens if we had been on that team. You know, it's funny that uh, not funny. It's, it's, I guess I should wrong word to use. It's um, um, interesting, I guess that we all, all of us who were a part of the Illinois prep scene involved in sports, those of you there at the university, whatever, we all remember where we were in, in November. Um, I guess it was 1984 um, when it happened, when, when Benny was shot. Um, ben Wilson, ben, Benji Wilson. Um, I, I have to ask you before we move forward. Um, I know what all of us as Illini fans, what we say, we make sure that people know that that game in 84 Rupp Arena was the game that changed the trajectory of the NCAA tournament in terms of there is never again, the next year, the finals were at Rupp. It was already pre, you know, preset, but after that, they changed the rule. You could right. your home court. Do you ever share that with people? And I mean, when, when people ask you, you say, Hey, by the way, we were the team. We were the reason that you had this happens now. Well, we, we, you know, I, I don't, I mean, someone will bring it up or whatever. And, or someone says, you know, what, you know, they'll ask about our, uh, my career or whatever. And I said, we had a really good team my sophomore year and, you know, we almost went to the final four and, and um, you know, we were so close. The cool part of, of that was when we flew home, we were sort of devastated that we had lost. And uh, I'll never forget, there was thousands of people at the airport waiting for us. And uh, we didn't know. Uh, we had no, no, we were totally surprised. So at that, at that point, it sort of hit home uh, what we accomplished and what we had done. And it's sort of like, whoa, uh, you know, we, you know, as a, as a player, you're, you're usually, you're in a vacuum, you're in a routine. Um, you don't really, um, you know, you don't read the newspapers. You don't listen to the radio. You don't listen to TV. I mean, you're sort of like, just focus on, on what you need to accomplish and stuff like that. So I, I just remember coming home after that really being, um, it was, you know, we were like, well, this is really cool. So it was a great year. The eighties belong the Illini, you know, it was, it was just an amazing football was rolling basketball. We were, we had things going and it was just a, a fun time. Uh, Neil Stoner was ahead of his time and, and, and he really, um, you know, upset the apple cart with the Big Ten, which I, I to this day. So wh- here's a cool story for you. So uh, the commissioner, Wayne Duke, lives in Barrington. And we go to the same barber. And uh, so Wayne, uh, you know, was retired and, you know, I'm, I'm done playing basketball. And we would argue about, uh, you know, the Big Ten and, and Michigan and Ohio State. And I used to always tease Wayne. You know, he said, well, you know, you guys in Illinois, you were cheating. And I used to say, oh, yeah, and, and Michigan and Ohio State aren't cheating, okay? It, you know, it's the old saying in, in, uh, in the south of, what's the old, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying or whatever it is. I mean, everybody 
pushes the rules a little bit. And so anyway, we used to, I used to tease Wayne all the time about it. And, uh, but it was, I look back in the eighties, it was just, uh, going to the Rose bowl and everything. And, and it's just was a great time to be an Illini fan. And, uh, so I, I, I just, I look back and, and what we, you know, cause we had struggled in the seventies and to do what they did in such a short time was, was pretty cool. And you guys, you guys kind of kicked it off and, now we see what the team is today, you know, with uh, your background and you played obviously college basketball at the highest level. When you take a look at this year's Illini team, what do you think, like, how would you approach, how would you describe the team and how would you approach playing them based on, you know, your experiences? Well, I think, um, you know, like I did the game last night in Lincoln. I mean, when you've got older guys, um, you know, you don't have to, go through i mean they know what to expect every night you know they know what the effort needs to be in there and it, it's just um when i was a senior my uh i had redshirted i came back my senior year so i was the team captain so i sort of knew i i i, meant, I had made mistakes or, or knew the mistakes that we had made so you know i look at uh like trent frazier and damante i mean to have guys like that who've been who, who got their butt kicked their freshman year uh, you know, they, uh, they still have, they still remember those days and you don't want to go back there. So they're setting the culture, uh, and you know, all that. So I, I, I enjoy watching, uh, those guys perform. And then I love to see how they affect the younger guys like Hawkins, you know, now he's instead of Hawkins thinking of scoring first, now he's thinking of rebounding. He's thinking of defense. And, uh, you know, fans don't understand, you know, you can't get on the floor. Coach won't put you out there unless you play defense, number one. And number two, you, you know, you, you, you take care of the little things. And so it's cool to see that uh, Payne last night, who's worked so hard in practice, finally was able to deliver. And without him that last five minutes, we, we might not win that game. So I, that's, I love to see those stories, um, guys who put the time in and the work in and, uh, you know, and, and come through this. This team, um, you know, Brad's done a tremendous job just to turn it around and, and have the success that we've had the last this two and a half years. Um, you know, he, he was rough the first two years, but, you know, Brad's been through some, you know, he's been through this restructuring and and, uh, and he's done a, a very, he's been very, very uh, fortunate because Kofi uh, was was great. And Io, you know, he picked the right guy. You know, he, there were some other players he could have picked. And those guys really helped us turn the program around. One more time out. Next up, the lessons these Illini could learn from what Doug Altenberger and his teammates experienced more than three decades ago. This is the Sports Spectacular. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth, since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. We all make more than 35,000 decisions a day. 
Most are small, but some can be life-changing. When it comes to taking care of yourself, the most important choices can be hard to make. Like having a tough conversation instead of ignoring a buddy's call. Or being there for support, not assuming things will just get better. Make the decision to be there for the veterans in your life, for your community, for yourself. Learn more at BeThereForVeterans.com. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Glad you're with us on this mid-January weekend. Don't forget complete game coverage right now on IlliniGuys.com. Now more with Doug Altenberg. So just looking at this, the future down the road, obviously they're 5-0, and they're first in the Big Ten. What do you get? Is this team have the, does this team have the potential to make that run to the Final Four? Well, I think their, um, their, their guard play um, – is you know with Trent and Demonte and and um, Jake, you know they're 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 playing uh, uh, very well together. I mean they're they're distributing the ball, they're making the extra pass, cutting to the basket. You have Kofi, um, you know he's you know he's there, there's just nobody like him in college. You know everybody asks me about the NBA, and I said you know what I I don't know uh, I don't know if he, his game will be able to to take it to the next level, but. This team has got the ability because last year they didn't get to the tournament. Unless you've been to the tournament, you don't know what expectations are. This team knows what happened against Loyola. They know, you know, what it takes to get through the Big Ten. Um, I I think they have a I think they they've got Elite Eight written all over them. And if they're lucky, they could get back to the Final Four. Um, you know, they've got that they've got the experience now and experience is huge. Like for them, I'll go back to the, the 89 team when they were all freshmen, I was a senior and we played Austin P and I kept telling all the young kids, listen, when you get to the NCAA tournament, they're all good. You know, they're, they're all good. I mean, there, there's not, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're either conference champions, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I, I was trying to stress that, but you know, um, the guys, you know, were just young and they didn't know what to expect. And we got upset, unfortunately. And Dick Vitale stood on his head. And, uh, and so, you know, that was, that was unfortunate, but we had a good year that year. We were 13 and five. We'd won uh, the last four games on, and we were playing really well. And then the kids just thought, oh, okay, we're just going to go to the tournament and they weren't ready to play. So I think this team, you know, what I'm trying to say is I think this team has got experience and they're getting deeper. They're getting health, you know, they're healthier now and, uh, you know, if Corbello comes back, great. Uh, I think they've made the adjustments. Uh, if, he, if, if, if he doesn't come back, they're still going to be okay either way. So, I, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see how February kicks in because February is a really tough schedule for them. they got a lot of games on the road, and, uh, you know, it's a little different than here in January. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they went undefeated in January. We will leave it there, but hopefully you will come back and join us uh, later on in the season and get more of your insights on this team. This has been uh, – we, we could talk the whole two hours, but um, we know you have to get to other things. Doug Altenberger, uh, thrilled you could spend some time with us, and again, we hope you'll, uh, you'll come back soon. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, and, uh, I, and I enjoyed it. And uh, uh, good luck, and 
and keep it keep it going and go Illini. All right. Illini. <laughs> All right, guys. Doug Altman, the uh, all-time Illini legends right there. Doug, many blessings to you and your family. This segment brought to you by OSF Healthcare. Hey, pause for a break right now, and then more Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com. 